Attention all. Do you have a passion you want to showcase or have a drive to inspire the community? Apply for the Centennial Campus Community Programming Grant today at go.ncsu.edu slash grant for a chance to earn $2,000. The views and opinions expressed during Eye on the Triangle do not represent WKNC or NC State student media. Your dial is currently tuned into Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1 FM. I am your host for this episode. My name is Karel Espinoza-Hein. I am one of the managers over at Technician NC State Student Newspaper. And I am a DJ here, but I'm not going to dox my DJ name. You can guys can figure it out. Um, who would like to introduce themselves? Hi, this is Abigail Ali. I am usually here with Avery, but she can't make it this week. So I'm here with Corel and Grant. Hi. I am the assistant news editor at Technician, which you probably know by now. But yeah. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm not Avery. Uh, my name is Grant Eubanks. I am the promotions director and a DJ for WKNC 88.1 FM in Raleigh. Yeah. So for any of the new listeners out here, the way I guess I and the Triangle works is that we we essentially roundtable like some news that caught our attention over the week. Starting with me, then we'll go to Abigail and then we'll go to Grant. So, yeah, I'll start. I'm sure all the NC State students hearing this have probably heard of the bank robbery, the bank chase happening on campus. But Mm -hmm. essentially what happened was that on Tuesday, February 22nd, at around 12.30 to 12.45 p.m., some suspects robbed two banks in central Raleigh and around the same time a bank in Cary and a bank in Mooresville were also robbed. And according to University Police and the Raleigh Police Department, all these incidents were like coordinated they were all related to each other later that afternoon we had a like a car chase basically near nc state's campus and what ended up happening was that the suspects crashed their car into centennial parkway near centennial campus and they they fled on foot and so the whole afternoon we got a bunch of i guess wolf alerts yep kind of saying hey guys there's like two guys who could be potentially you know running around campus who just robbed banks so if you know anything Call us at our specific department numbers. But yeah, did you guys hear about this? I'm pretty sure you guys did. I uh, I lived right by one of the banks. It was actually one of my, it's like my bank that I would go to if I needed to do bank stuff. Uh, I Luckily, I didn't, but it was the one on Avent Ferry. I take a different route home sometimes, but sometimes I take Avent Ferry, just depending on the light. And just, it was like 50-50. I could have turned into it. Uh, there were like 12, a good dozen police cars with their lights on just blocking off the road uh a little surreal a little wild i did not know until very recently though that it was a, a coordinated effort with multiple banks sounds like one last job like a like a group of uh just general no ne'er-do-wells yeah i know when so i like sad i know when i heard the story <laughs> i i thought it was like a weird or at least when I find out through like the wolf alert, there was like all like related to each other. It felt like a weird like, I guess, cinematographized like Bonnie and Clyde moment. Yes. Like, like a bunch of like, like an actual heist. 
but instead of like <laughs> yeah some crazy bank in New York, it's like four small banks in central <laughs> North Carolina. Set realistic goals. Yeah. Set realistic goals. But, it was a very Ocean's Eleven moment, but yeah, Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, Ocean's Eleven for Raleigh. But surprisingly enough, um, bank robberies in general are pretty rare in terms of like crime actually happening. So just for some statistics from the FBI's National Incident-Based Reporting System and from the FBI's Uniform Crime Reporting Program, um, robbery rates have been declining since 1991 nationwide. And in North Carolina alone, like robbery rates account only for 20% of all violent crime. And bank robberies in particular are only 1% of that 20%. So basically less than 1% of violent crime in North Carolina are bank robberies. But obviously, like, we are talking about bank robberies because they're pretty pretty unique, pretty rare to come across. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know if they caught the guy? They have not caught the guy. Um, or, or, the, or the guys? Yeah. So I believe university police, like, sent out, like, a statement being like, yeah. We don't have them. <laughs> we don't have them. That's so wild. Two unidentified white guys just running around Basically, like, downtown Raleigh. We don't know that, their whereabouts. That definitely doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> super, super vague, but I'm assuming, like, they didn't want to, like, give up more information or something like that. But I could just be talking about but This might get cut. <laughs> but, yeah, bank robberies are pretty low in terms of actual crime in Raleigh. But they tend to get reported a lot because of their, I guess, their impact. Because, you know, like, people's money is being directly stolen from banks. And I guess the rarity. So it makes like a pretty newsworthy story. But in terms of actuality, no, there's not like a robbery epidemic going on in downtown Raleigh for all the listeners who might be worried about that. Just a little scandal. Just a little scandal, basically. (laughs) But yeah, that's around the end of like my bit about the bank robbery this week. So I'm going to turn it over to Abigail. Okay. So my first tidbit where this week is about Pendo. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there is a building downtown. It's called the Raleigh Crossing Building, and it has a giant pink sign on it that says Pendo with big pink stripes. When I saw this, because I I be making my way around town, I love going downtown, and I was like, what is that? I need to know immediately because I'm nosy. And it turns out Pendo is a software company that has moved from a small place in the Wells Fargo building to the Raleigh Crossing building to where they have like five floors occupied now. Um, Let's see, what else do I have? So Pendo is expanding right now. That's why they did the big move and have all the big fancy signs. And But they are currently doing a bunch of hiring and updating right now to the building and just infrastructure in general. And According to Raleigh Magazine, one of Pendo's goals is to make the workplace exciting to encourage employees to come into work and actually enjoy doing so. Since the pandemic, a lot of people were quitting their jobs and they were sick of the old cubicles and boring places to work, which understandable. And they have kind of spruced up this new Pendo office to have like relaxing study areas with like comfy chairs or like regular desks if you want them or quiet spaces They're really like going out of their way to make the space comfortable for the workers. And that includes having a private coffee shop and a pizza oven, which is kind of random, I thought. But like 
they got a pizza oven um yeah it looks really cool and modern and i appreciate the effort going into that because i actually saw a workspace the other day that was literally just like rows of tables and like boring chairs and like everything was great i was like that looks awful so it's cool to know that there's offices that actually do care about their employees and are trying to put in the effort so what do you guys think about workplaces actually trying or seeming like they're actually trying i can i can go first as a person from newsroom and radio experience when i i think in a way i love like office spaces like i'll often go to like if i really need to focus i'll go to my office at like the technician newsroom and just sit there and like crank out work if i gotta go to like a zoom class that's like my number one spot to go because i'll be like okay here i can actually like pay attention but also like one of my favorite things about like the radio station over here at wknc is that we just have like a lounge room yeah even like the like the program director's office feels very cozy with like the couch and the like the bunch of stickers all over the walls and it's like really it gives it a personality something that the technician newsroom doesn't have and for other places i've been turned out something that it definitely doesn't have so like i think it runs sort of a risk of uh at least this is from my experience trying to go into like engineering and things uh and also just seeing like sometimes the the incentives uh are just sort of an excuse to like not pay the person what they're like really worth yeah or be like we're a family or pizza parties um at least that from from personal experience just like especially the service industry jobs will do stuff like that but it seems like in software especially it's a really hard job very stressful they're demanding a lot of you and it does pay a lot but it pays probably under what it's demanded because they have done they have done some work to like make it a better place Mm -hmm. but like i don't know something about like such an outward like i don't know it doesn't even seem like it's like conducive to a good vibe it seems a little fake to me yeah Yeah. i think i agree with both of you because like you said like there's certain times like the newsroom i like the big area because i can sit and quietly do my work but i'm also on a couch if I want to be on a couch, I can talk to whoever's close by if I want to. And it's nice and comfy, but I also like the idea of a quiet space if I need to focus and really don't want the distractions. I like the diversity, but I also was thinking, like you said, mm-hmm. is this just like a fake thing to get people to work there? And then they're just going to end up going there and having the same issues they had before or not getting paid enough or whatever the case may be, I was also wondering that and I'm interested to see if it ends up actually being a fun place to work or if it just seems like it. Yeah, that's what I'm really interested in personally because it could be very much a case of like aesthetic dystopia chic. Mm-hmm. Like this is a cute place to work in but you're still not getting like Anything. a livable wage. Instead, you just have an excuse to be sad and make pizza boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but very interesting overall. So <laughs> we'll see how that turns out and like, the near Couple future. Um, yeah. Grant, you want to go next? Uh, the the reason why I haven't been incredibly, uh, I haven't been doing my, my usual quips here is because I'm learning something really interesting. A couple days ago, I was coming home from sheets at like 1 a.m. <laughs> like we all do, you know, when, yeah. when, we're, when we're trying to, to cope. <laughs> and like just a guy just passed me 
barely hit me, really close. Uh, and like a, a gold car, or like a yellow car, something like that. It was mm-hmm. dark, so I couldn't really see. But a couple inches from hitting me. Like I was kind of hugging the the left part of the lane, and he was, it's just a two-lane part of I-40. Uh, and I was like taking the exit. There's like a cop waiting there. Like not me, but the the guy after me, I guess, just started kind of coming at him. And so I was like, what's that about? I bet that'll wind up in the news later. And I didn't even think about it until just now. But one of the stories that I had was that uh, Lizard Lick Towing, yeah, that's a reality show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Re- a reality show about towing company in Raleigh? It's or, outside of Raleigh, but close. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the son of that star got shot at that sheets right after I was there. That's right after. That's I got honestly real crazy. bad vibes from that place. I don't know. It was just not, I was not feeling comfortable with it. I got out early and it was just like, I don't know, weird energy there. Um, someone got shot and killed. They they say that Harley Shirley is the name of the 21-year-old man. They got shot in Sheets parking lot in Johnson County. And so um, I'm going to cross-reference this from a WRAL article. Uh, the article about Lizard Lake is from News Observer. Uh, this article is about a chase on I-40 in Johnson County that ended in Northeast Raleigh. And that's where you saw the chase happen? Yes. It was on I-40 in Johnson County, and that's what it says in at the beginning of this article. So I'm not sure if they're the same chase or not. I, I do not want to spread misinformation. But I do know that I witnessed I, I witnessed a, a police chase on I-40 in Johnson County the other day. Um, I don't know if there were two police chases. One of them was the Lizard Lick guy. But this one also says that they were in a uh, in a yellow car, I believe. Or a gold car. I don't know. Wait. Used a pit maneuver to end the pursuit? Okay. A state trooper used a PIT maneuver. I'm going to look up what that is right now. Pursuit tactic used in which... Uh, by which a pursuing car can force a fleeing car to turn sideways abruptly, causing the driver to lose control and stop. Oh, okay. So they just, like, probably just bumped into him in a, in a very uh, tactical ramming type way but that might have ended in a crash i'm not entirely sure but um people are just running people are just running from the cops do not okay yeah so the shooting suspects fled the scene in a yellow vehicle i would imagine that they were chased so the sheriff's deputies initially responded to it uh like a reported shooting so you probably did see that on josephine road yes seven uh, the 17th around 8 p.m. So the 17th was last Thursday. When was when was this? Okay, yeah, so it, it was the 17th. Hmm. So uh, let me let me see. It, it's a little vague about the details here. Okay, yeah, so it was around 8 p.m. on the 17th that it was a shooting in a home. Maybe this was... I'm just wondering if they went to the sheets to shoot the guy because that, that would change a lot. Um, he was found shot in a Sheets parking lot last week. Okay. That was this week. So it might have been after. I might have not seen this. And it might have been a separate I-40 
Car Fle- chase. Car chase. With the yellow car. With with a yellow car in your sheets. Um that is really weird. Um one of them was the son of the lizard like towing guy. So okay. One of them ended with the car being towed away and there was a tra- and there was a crash. Uh the troopers used a taser on the driver, uh damaged the highway patrol car and the other car, and the passenger fled. Yeah, yeah, the, the passenger fled to um a road off of Trowick Road and was not caught. But uh the driver was caught. And then the other one, I believe they're still at large. So these I think these are two separate events. I was trying to cross reference them to see if they were the same or not. Okay, maybe I went to the maybe the reason why the sheets vibe was off is that some the lizard like tone guy's son had just been shot there like two days before. And mm-hmm. so I was working on a follow-up for, like, a story about Lizard Lake in particular. Basically, like, halfway through, like, the COVID-19 pandemic, some Latino residents, like, near Raleigh, like, filed a complaint letter to, like, Lizard Lake because they were, like, illegally towing their trucks. They reported on this on La Noticia, which is this news organization for, like, Spanish-speaking communities in the United States. To quote the report, Yes. Quote, on Friday, February 26th, Latino residents of three Raleigh mobile home parks delivered a letter of complaint written by their attorney to the owner of Yes Communities, alleging that hundreds of vehicles had been illegally towed out of their own homes since the start of the pandemic by the Lizard Lake Towing and Recovery Company. Oh, for, for what reason? Money, probably. Just just to, like, extort them? Maybe. Probably. Just, like, just to, like, what are they going to do about it is the... Yeah, apparently it was 130 residents who signed the letter. And then some local activist groups for, like, Latinx communities also got involved. So very, very interesting company because they also have their own TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still going? It was old. I don't know. I can can look it up. Because the only reason I know about it is a girl in middle school used to be obsessed with With Lizard Lizard Lake. And I was like, what is that? Um... (laughs) They did get four seasons, which is okay. wild. So uh, probably not. Uh, let's see. IMDb just has a dash, one dash, and then 2011 dash. So They're yeah. probably still going. Maybe it's like very long season one, very long season two, <laughs> very long season yeah. three. Uh, Lizard Lick. Lizard Lick. Lem- I do not want to buy it on Prime Video. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. Okay, there's 104 episodes. Let's get into it. Okay. Season long. seven? There's oh, no way. There's a season seven that aired in 24. Wait, they made seven seasons in three years? Are you kidding me? They made seven seasons of that show. In three 12 years. episodes each. That's Maybe. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's that one, like. Oh, season two had 26 episodes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So, yeah, 107 episodes of that in four years or in three years. Wow. Wow. I'll be honest. I do watch a lot of, like, reality TV. Like, my sister loved Dance Moms. I watch a lot of Real Housewives. And, like, I watched Jersey Shore a lot when I was, like, a middle schooler. And, like, usually it'd be, like, you know, like, a season a year. And those would be, like, seven, eight episodes. But, Mm -hmm. like, multiple seasons a year. And those seasons are, like, 26 episodes. What was going on? But now I I kind of get it considering like, yeah. This this I mean very sad. Heart goes out to uh, whoever is impacted by the death of that uh that person. No one should have to deal with that. But mm-hmm. hey, 
they shouldn't they shouldn't do that <laughs> that's not cool also they should probably get a little bit of a rebranding on their website it's a little it's a little bad it's a little 2000s yeah it's a little like 2001 windows xp yeah uh sports sports bar mm-hmm. windows xp computer in the back the uh intern uh knows a little bit of html kind of vibe trust <laughs> trust honestly trust hashtag trust anyways hashtag i'm gonna trust. yeah i'll say the my neck my next i guess story so yeah we're gonna we're gonna give a shout out to all our k through 12 students shout because out. this this is particular about you guys did you guys go to school in north carolina yeah 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 so for any of the for some reason, non-North Carolina people listening in. There's this system that the North Carolina public schools uses to like essentially track grades and like student information, teacher information called PowerSchool. PowerSchool will not show the gender of students anymore, in particular to protect like trans students or non-binary students, students who don't identify with their assigned birth. So that was a story that really like spoke out to me. Because I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. But yeah, obviously there's been some backlash from like conservative groups who are like, oh, this is spreading transgenderism, which like, okay. But yeah, that's been implemented. Obviously, like the schools still have access to like a student's at sex, but it's now like more harder for, you know, like teachers to like get justification to obtain that data if it's not like actually important to the class. Um, so it kind of helps like students, I guess, actually express like their gender to their teacher without like them being like well power school says this yeah because well, i remember when i was in high school there'd be like gender non-conforming kids and then the teacher would be like well actually power school says this and it's like the worst like why no. are we why are we having a fight about this we're in class i want to yeah. learn about french yeah. i don't want to see a teacher and a student argue about about gender identity because yeah. yeah. that's not what i came here to do also i think they would like know what their gender is <laughs> you know like yeah i i don't think that the that, that anyone but a person should be the authority on that, even if they're minors. Like, whatever you say you are, you are, I guess. But um, can you, do you know if you can change that on power school? Is that now something that kids can change? I think, if I remember correctly, they can change, like, their first name on, like, power school to be, like, their preferred name. I'm not so sure about, like, gender, but I know it won't show, like, the birth like the birth sex anymore in power yeah. school unless like you request it from like the principal and then you have to show you have to go through this whole process of being like this is why i need this information yeah oh they said it was based on federal guidance yeah it was based off like the recent title nine changes which oh, now include cool. like gender identity and like sexual orientation so that'll be nice for kids too because it's probably not fun if you don't identify with your born sex to go and look at a computer that tells you you're something that you're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So not fair. having that that label stare at you when you go into your school system. Also, is probably it nice. Probably informs the pronouns too. You know, like if a teacher's reading Power School and they see it. Mm-hmm. Now I think they might be forced to treat it with a little bit more nuance. Mm-hmm. I think that's, just make assumptions. Yeah, I feel like that would might be the most like immediately relevant thing that happens. Is the the whole pronoun situation? Yeah, gets treated a little better. Yeah, but that's essentially my my little bit of the the K through twelve story. 
So for my next little news tidbit, I kind of wanted to just shout out some cute places I went to last weekend for my birthday. It was my 21st birthday and I am not a big clubbing person, so I just decided to go day drinking with my family. Yay. <laughs> and we just kind of picked a couple places around Raleigh to just go and try some drinks and see what the vibes were like. We went to three places. One of them was The Optimist, which is a coffee shop. We went to Sir Walter Coffee, which is another coffee place, but <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> I like that pun. And Y Hill for dinner. So The Optimist is my favorite coffee place, in fact, in Raleigh. And we got mimosas there, and the vibes are immaculate, if you were wondering. It's like dark interior with like, Ooh. you know, like the dark greens and black and like gold contrast mm -hmm. yeah that's their kind of vibe and it's very pretty and i am obsessed with their lattes and matchas um but i got their mimosas for my birthday and their mimosas are kind of exciting because they have different flavors they have like guava and then they always have like a monthly f flavor i was too scared to try the fancy ones so i did just get orange juice <laughs> but next time i do want to try one of the fun ones so i'm not boring but yeah i love them so much you should definitely try them. Yeah, I've been to Sir Walter Coffee like a few times over like last summer. And yeah, that shop is like a lot, a lot yeah. brighter, especially during the day because they have like basically massive windows. Yeah, Sir Walter Coffee is what I'm going to talk about next. And it is, if you've never been there, you you just need I'm, to go look at it. I'm, like, I'm looking at images of it right now. Oh my God. It's wow. so cool because it's literally like a bar inside of a coffee shop. And during the day, they have like regular coffee, but they also have spiked coffees. And then at night, they have cocktails, like regular cocktails, and you can just go hang out. That's so sick. Yeah, it's really fun. And they're, I don't know, they're very creative with their coffees, I feel like. And yeah, me and my dad went and I got a Humphrey Gilbert, which was just a spiked mocha. And yeah, it was great. <laughs> and it was huge. Oh my God. It was in the biggest cup ever. Yeah. I went there when I was like 20. So no spiked mocha for me, but I also got a mocha and it was pretty like, it had <laughs> yeah. some extra flavors. It was pretty good. Yeah. I like their coffee. Where is this? It's downtown. Do you know where the railway station is? Possibly. By Urban Outfitters. And Heirloom Coffee is in that area. Wait, that's further down. I lied. It's not in that area. It's, <laughs> where is it by? I think it might be by oh. Boxcar, you know, like the bar and arcade. I think you're right. I think it's like very close to like yeah. Boxcar. I say this because I was very recently in Boxcar <laughs> and I saw like Sir Walter Coffee and I was like, wait, I remember this. Yeah, it's just downtown street. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking right now uh, on, on unnamed map website. Oh, it's right by Red Hat Amphitheater. Right yes. by Red Hat. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Cool. Okay. So it's right by like a lot of places. Yeah. Like the convention center and stuff. It's in walking distance from a lot of great places downtown. That's like my favorite part of downtown. And then finally for dinner, we went to Y Hill, which is a brewery and it has like the cutest view of downtown and I've always driven past it, but I never went. So for my birthday, I was like, we're going. I just want to see it. And so we did and we got to try some cocktails and beer. I am a beer person. You're a beer person? Yeah. I respect it. Yeah. So we tried some of that, and it, yeah, it was so pretty. Like, we watched the sunset go down, and it was just so nice. Yeah. I'm a mixed drinks person. I really love a mojito. Mm -hmm. really love a rum and coke. So, I feel you. Yeah, period. They had a, we tried 
or I tried one cocktail and it was like a blackberry and gin thing. I don't know if you're into that, but it was really good. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Right up my alley. Okay, so a, an officer with the RPD, that being the Raleigh Police Department, was charged with dealing drugs while in uniform <laughs> on duty. Allegedly. Allegedly. According to the, a U.S. attorney and 11 eyewitness ABC News. I don't know why, but my brain's connecting that to, like, the story of the police officers that got charged for, like, not paying attention because they were playing Pokemon Go. Have you seen that? Yep. Yes. That's what that makes me think of, but it's so different. <laughs> I I saw it, like, this morning on the News and Observer, the one and only News and Observer. Yeah. And I was like, what? Pokemon Go to a drug deal. Yeah. Pokemon Go to a drug deal. Yep. Um. So... The the man, the 33-year-old, Kevin Rodriguez, rested on Wednesday. Oh, wait, what? So he was charged with, um, well, yeah, first, like, distribution of cocaine. Understandable charge. Understandable. Right, right yeah. for, the, for the thing. But um, for, for, the, for the whole situation, right? Um, but also possession of a firearm. What? Which is like, that's the whole. <laughs> wait a minute. You gave him that. I, I'm sure man was just breaking bad, I guess. Yeah, he was just breaking just bad. Just breaking bad. Um, uh, yeah, so apparently the guy that sold him out was an informant that gave him $2,600 for 56 grams of cocaine. Wow. Dang. Trust. Okay, so the um, yeah, the mandatory minimum is five years in prison. And the maximum is life in prison. So what an interesting uh, gradient there. Interesting minimum and max, like either until 2027 or forever. Uh, He's been employed since July 30th, 2018. And right now is on administratively without pay. Interesting. Now entering the the legal system in, in, in a different way. Let's say. Yeah. Wait, okay. He arrived at the, the meeting location, according to 11ABC, or ABC 11. Um, he arrived at the meeting location in his parole car in uniform while carrying a service weapon, arrest document show. That's a direct quote from ABC 11. Imagine. Man, showed up in costume. No one would, no one would question the thing, except for the confidential informant. So sad. Yeah, we've got some very surreal news. Going on. Yeah, Raleigh's been tripping lately. What's going on? Yeah, bank yeah. robbery. The world's been tripping recently, honestly. Lizard lick. Lizard lick. Police chase. Person got shot. Yeah. Person got shot. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another person got shot in uh on Western Boulevard, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a parking deck. And then the Hardys caught on fire the same day. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Hardys. Yeah, yeah. Hardys caught on fire? Yeah, we were trying to get uh, Subway, and so we went to the Subway... In the Avent Ferry, uh, mm-hmm. you know, little yeah. area with the food line and everything, uh, and that Hardee's was on fire. So oh. we're like, "All right, cool. Let's go somewhere. Let's go to the other subway on Western Boulevard that was right next to the food line on Western Boulevard, where the oh. guy was shot, and there was like, cops everywhere there." Uh, Raleigh's wildin' as of recent. Raleigh they needs are, a spa day. Yeah, Raleigh needs a spa day. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. Um, yeah, I can go. So I guess my next story, because this is the perfect segue yes. into some world news. 
So last night I was hanging out at the radio station with my friend, DJ Harlan. And yeah, in the middle of my friend's set, we quickly came to find out that Russia had launched a military attack on Ukraine. Really? <laughs> really. 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 And that's essentially my last <laughs> My last news bit for for this episode is the Russian military attack on Ukraine. To just kind of give some backstories, the Russia has been like threatening to like invade Ukraine for like a few weeks now. And they were getting a lot of economic sanctions from not just like western countries, but like basically like most of the most of the like globe Mm-hmm. And if not that, they were either getting like the cold shoulder from like their allies being like, essentially being like, don't do this. And, or just like people saying like, oh, you guys are, what you're doing with Ukraine is bad. So a lot of like, a lot of condemnations, a lot of sanctions, a lot of cold shoulders. And yeah, for some reason last night on February 23rd, like, the Putin administration decided to finally launch a military attack. Um, the U.S. and NATO have responded by starting to get military aid to essentially Ukraine, but they have not declared war. And I, from what I've read, I don't think they have intentions of making this a full-out war, but time will tell. But for those of you concerned about like war and things like that, things are looking rough, but thankfully no declarations of war have been made which is pretty good considering like how militaries have changed in the past i mean few years i i would argue declaration of war been made on ukraine honestly yeah i think i think i think ukraine gets the picture i think they're like yep we're at war now i right they're at war you can say you can say it's a war now right yeah you just can't say it's a world war oh it's definitely not a world war yeah but there's definitely like a conflict that has turned out to like a full out like military escalation. It's like a Germany, like Austria, Hungary situation. Yeah. Um yeah, in 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 1945 when they were not as cool as they are now. Mm-hmm. And they were significantly less cool. And I don't know. It's like that it seems like it's a very uh normal historical pattern of like ooh, I'm going to try to reclaim what I once had. And I'm going to keep going. <laughs> and then it doesn't go well. Yeah. So worry about that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I was staying up extremely late last night, just kind of doom scrolling and reading stuff. Odd times. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly, I'll be honest here. I I have been reading like a little bit into it, but I'm not like super well read on like the history of NATO, the history of like Ukraine's independence against like the Soviet bloc, modern day Russia, or just like the like the history of like the US, Ukraine and Ukraine specifically. So I'm not as well versed, but I did feel it was important to at least mention this episode that this is this is a thing that's happening. This is gonna affect pretty much the globe economically in yeah. terms of like oil prices and like economic goods and stuff like that yeah i would encourage reading up on this and finding good sources and just learning as much as you can so you can have empathy for people i feel like if there's anything i learned in my history classes it's that a lot of people kind of 
separate they separate themselves from history and big events like this and i think it's important not to do that uh soak all of it in and feel for people and do what you can to help even if it's just moral support like yeah don't be a jerk don't, don't be a jerk don't be a jerk agreed war sucks war, war sucks. sucks i don't want to go to war yeah i think that's a I'm too pretty. The round table consensus. Yeah. War sucks. And also Grant is very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. <laughs> On a much lighter note, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the Daily Tar Hill NC State Technicians satire version of the Daily Tar Hill is... It's on newsstands. Yeah, it's on newsstands now. Go find her. Read her. Let us know what you think. Put her on Franklin Street. Yeah. Replace Daily Tar Hill news like the newsstands with daily tar hell yeah do what yeah. you can you guys can't see me. read it you guys can't see me right now but i am literally fangirling <laughs> yeah in the studio yeah so go find it yeah give it a read make sure everybody in your family knows it's existing make sure your friends know yeah little plug little plug nothing, shout out nothing wrong with a little plug little plug um the technician. apparently the fbi just got called in to uh, assist on the bank robbery issue oh really yeah Actual live development from this studio at Eye on the Triangle from two days ago, but <laughs> not live development then. But yeah, I'm honestly not surprised that like, I guess the FBI got involved considering this was like a, I guess like a very coordinated robbery. Yeah. Yeah, and I was talking to him, and I don't know if this is real, but I'm pretty sure bank robberies nowadays are more virtual. Mm-hmm. So like. I'm sure the FBI does has to have to come in because I feel like that's like a big breach if somebody is robbing a bank, a bank these days. It's yeah. not just like, put your hands up, give me money. It's like I completely just outdid your system. Like ransomware or other stuff like that. There are definitely a lot of ransomware yeah. attacks. Uh, I want to say that we have plans at WKNC to make a conspiracy theory podcast. Oh, my God. And <laughs> I could mention that this is the subject of a conspiracy theory about what happened to the mafia. Where what the, happened to where, the mafia? People think they went into phone scams, but and that's the industry. Tea. But sometimes, like, that kind of gets, like, I don't know. I, I feel a little uncomfy talking about it. but mm-hmm. Not in the news podcast. That's what I'm saying. It, but I, I want to create a standalone podcast, and we're, we're pl- we're, we're, we have plans to do that right now, where we can just, if that one gets shut down, it gets shut down. Cool. But I don't yeah. want to hurt Eye in the Triangle. Yeah. I... Yeah, this can go on the episode for Eye on the Triangle, but if you want a conspiracy podcast, literally talk to me. Yes. As a person in the news experience, I do have to like rummage through a lot of like alternative facts, fake news, <laughs> and just conspiracies. And conspiracies have always like stuck to my brain because of how outlandish they can be. Yes. I mean, I think what we're trying to look for is like legitimate, like not just like wild baseless stuff, but like this definitely happened. Yeah, like this could definitely be true. Like there's a there's a lot that leads to this and it's just like I don't know. It's also funny. There's a lot of funny aspects to, you know, WKNC being the the one that produces that stuff. I have one, one little thing that I found. Let's hear it. If if we're doing one. Uh and this is like the biggest news story today. House okay. Three bedroom, three bath home listed for $260,000 in I saw Raleigh. This. Yes. And people just freaked out. Tons of cars. Yeah. Lined like, up the street. Lined up the street. In North Raleigh. 
oh couldn't gosh. even walk the dogs. The housing market in Raleigh right now is like in the top three most popular or something like that. I mean, it makes sense. Like Apple's coming mm-hmm. here. Other like it's a fast growing place. I can see why. Yeah. yeah. I think I read somewhere and like that like, yeah, I read somewhere that Raleigh was one of the the fastest growing cities, like in the mm-hmm. top 10, fastest growing cities in the United States as a whole. So I'm not yeah. surprised like housing rates are going up and people are just like moving in drones. Yeah. That's why they like fled to that house is because a house hasn't been on the market in North Raleigh for less than 300,000 in like months now. So when they saw that, everybody was just like, oh my God. And it's North Raleigh. Mm-hmm. That's like the North Hills area. And that's a pretty, I don't want to say like a pretty bourgeois area, but it's pretty like nice. It's pretty of, bourgeois. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bourgeois. I, I delivered uh, unnamed cafe food there from a major chain. Longer does that. I got laid off oh. as a delivery driver Not in the North Hills. But yeah, no, it's very bourgeois. North Hills is very, very bourgeois. bourgeois. The type of people who would order... Um, uh, a Nera bread. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Bonera. <laughs> Bonera. Yeah, the people who would like deliver that, you know, definitely have a way too much house. Yeah. It the also the income inequality was insane. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you just turn the corner and it's like mm-hmm. out of like Lemony Snicket novel, like that level of like bad poverty and then uh north hills then like hgtv yeah turn the corner so sad but in that note that about wraps it up for this episode of i in the triangle you can listen to us online over at uh wherever you get your podcasts yeah and Uh, then uh also i mean we're on transistor go to wknc.org uh we have everything there just like look up podcasts. You know how to use tabs on websites. Just go to wknc.org. There's also a web stream for 88.1 FM, which is our place. Even if you're not in Raleigh, you just stream it online. Yeah. Uh, see the schedules for things. Just a fantastic thing. And also you can go to podcasts, see any podcast you want. But I assume if you're listening to this and you want to hear more Eye on the Triangle, there's Eye on the Triangle there too. Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's on all of it. Yeah. And Eye on then- the Triangle. To close off, this specific episode of I and the Triangle will air live on air. Sunday? Sundays? Mm-hmm. Sundays from 5 to 6 p.m., I believe. That's good for me to know. But yeah, that about wraps it up. Thank you guys for listening to I and the Triangle, and I hope you have a great week. I love you. Music in this episode has been North Oakland Ecstasy by Squad B, licensed under the YouTube Audio Library. This has been Janini Kekwa for WKNC Radio. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can listen to more episodes at WKNC.org slash podcast. And you can also tune in every Sunday at 6 p.m. to hear new episodes from Eye on the Triangle.